Kia ora te whanau. Nō paikakariki ahau, ko Caleb ahau, Māori ora ki te whare. Welcome everybody. My name's Caleb. Happy Father's Day. And big thank you to Michelle and Zoe for nailing it so early in the piece. Takes a lot of pressure off. You did kind of get it. It was fine. It was, it's, it's Zoe's day, really. But uh, When James told me, uh, when James ruined my father's day <laughs> by asking me to, to do this on Father's Day, we had it yesterday, so had a great day yesterday. It's turning it into a weekend, right? Yeah. Um, but today, uh, we got a panel. So we've got a host, that's me. We've got stools. We've got questions. We have no panellists. Oh. Uh, first thing I'm going to ask, are there any dads or just dudes in the house who don't have a card? Any dads without a card? One of these? Everyone's got a card? Cool. Today we're going to play Father's Day cards. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, let me just check my notes. Good, good, good. You were tricked. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is like uh, prep without prep. You don't have to email everybody and get, and get them on board. And also, you know what? I didn't want to cause dads any unnecessary anxiety during the week. Anticipating. <laughs> so we have four questions in the audience. We have a very random group of people who don't know that they're going to be on the panel yet or which question they're going to be up. They know the questions. They don't know if they're going to be called. And we've got two joker questions from the crowd from two mystery mums with some uh, joker questions. So uh, let's pull the first card and see who our first set of three panellists is. Shall we? Yeah? All right. Pulling a card. Pulling a card. Not that kind of card. But I'm going to draw a card. The queen. Who has the queen? There are three queens in the crowd. Hey! Here we go. Thank you, Adrian. Welcome. David, we got one missing queen. One missing. I know there's three. Someone's got it. Who's that, sorry? I think Rachel and Michelle and Marie. There's a queen. Okay. 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 We'll start. No, no. Two, 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 two. I'm not going to force anybody to come up. Okay, first question. What is the question on the first card? Who is a role model of fatherhood to you and why? Who would like to start? I haven't had much time to prepare. No. I, <laughs> see, I took, yeah. That's why I gave them to you very early. <laughs> I, um, I have two dads. Father-in-law and, and my other father, my real father. Um, both of them definitely. I think coming down to uni and having having Marty, I think everyone everyone thinks he's dad, right? Yeah. yeah. Coming down and uh, having whoever he is look after look after me and then give me his daughter. Pretty good. Pretty good deal. <laughs> uh, I only have one dad, so uh, not quite as. 
Yes, you know, I, I, I I've got my father-in-law as well, I suppose, but <laughs> I, I probably don't look on the same way as Marty and that's their relationship. <laughs> but I just think, you know, I guess my dad, someone I can go to for advice, ask questions. I can think about all the times he's, you know, as a kid, run after me, taking me to sport. Mm. Um, yeah, everything he's sort of done for me that sort of shaped me to the person I am now. Um, by no means perfect, and I say no, neither am I. My kids will definitely attest to that one. Um, but yeah, I, I think he, he's definitely put a positive, uh, you know, acted as a positive role model, not the only one, but uh, obviously one of the main ones. Very nice. That's good. That's a good softball question for the first question. I'm going to pull another card. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Next card is the Joker, the number one Joker card. Who has the number one Joker card? Rose. Rose. What's the question? If dads... Who am I talking to? These two. Okay. If dads were only planes, trains or automobiles, what would you be and why? I'm obviously, I'm obviously taking this really wrong because I would say a Hyperloop because it's half aeroplane, half train, is it? But, <laughs> why? why does that relate to what? Well, yeah, only two things I can think that you could marry together into one. <laughs> Very technical. It's in my brain. Um, I don't think I've gone deep yet. Open up now. I don't think I'll be going deep on this one either. Um, my dad is really a train person, so all through my childhood he had model trains and all that sort of thing. So I'll just go for go for train person. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give him a hand. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so now you can see how it's kind of going to work, right? Okay, another card. Another card. The card is aces. Ace dads. Ace dads, three ace dads. It's Jonathan, it's Henry, and it's Graham. The aces. Welcome, welcome. The question for the ace dads is a tough one. But I'm sure these guys are really, really good at it. How do you own your mistakes and show vulnerability with your family? Are you feeling like you had quite a good question to start with? All right. Who would like to go first? Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. Thanks a lot. I mean, I mean, the thing you want to say is mistakes. Um, I mean, I, I personally find that when I often make mistakes is when I'm under pressure or stress from other things like work or other family situations or um, the logistical juggle of trying to get two kids with one car to disparate points in Wellington for sporting events or practices. This drives me bonkers, but at the end of the day, those things are extremely peripheral and there'll be, you know, you can always get another job, but you, you know, you don't want another family. So I think... I th so I think owning. Shh, shh. 
I think being able to own up to something that you've done where maybe you have snapped or, um, you know, you make thousands of decisions a day and they're not always the right decision, but being able to admit that and be able to say you're sorry and um, hopefully everyone forgives you. Um, yeah, I think you've just got just to do it. So it's the best I can come up with. About four or five years ago, my son in Australia sent me a book called My Dad, and it was mostly blank because the, the uh, pages were for me to fill in with specific questions which most of them related to my vulnerabilities in one way or another, <laughs> but not all of them. And so I filled it in very meticulously and talked about the most traumatic things in my life and all this so on. Anyway, um, when it was finished, I uh, photocopied it and sent it to my three children so they all know what a desperately awful dad they had. <laughs> and, uh, and Rosemary read it because she could turn anything into a work of beauty and <laughs> grace. And uh, then I, I talked to Wayne. You remember Wayne? I talked to him about it, and he got a copy of the same book and wrote it and filled it in. And he was so pleased with it, he then got it published as a book. <laughs> and so uh, if, you, if you want, I, I probably have a copy of his book somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that um, uh, it's really important to be honest um, with your family about yourself. And um, there's nothing children like uh, less than sort of posturing and pretending to be falsely wonderful. <laughs> but so to own our mistakes is, is fairly important. And um, one way to show vulnerability is to ask our children to help us uh, and various things. So Caleb started this by saying that James had ruined his father's day. So obviously you decided you'd ruin all our father's days. <laughs> so Caleb, how do you own mistakes, show vulnerability with your family? I knew this was going to happen, but look, we're all in this together. There's no question I would ask you that I wouldn't happily answer myself, which is why I made them real softball. No. <laughs> No, I actually find this one quite important because I don't, my dad was not great at this. And I just remember it used to drive me uh, quite crazy as a kid where you're like, why can't you just apologize for hurting me? But then still requiring that of me. And I just, rem I remember there's a, you know, as with any dad, they're not perfect. I'm not, we're, none of us are, but I just, that was one thing that I really was like, oh, I really, uh, and of course, when you recognize those things in your dad and then you see, then you know they're going to be like something that you find really hard to actually do. So um, I have, I work really hard on trying, on trying to be good at this and the actual just like actually saying sorry and just being like, yeah, actually, I'm really sorry that I did hurt you um, and trying to practice it deliberately. Um, yeah, it's hard, but actually it's it's really great. It's really, really good. 
to be really good at that. And I have also, it's quite interesting too because it's not just with children, but it's also with your spouse, it's with your colleagues. And like, if you can be good at apologizing quickly and just tighten that apology forgiveness loop, it's really, really good for everyone. And it's a really good thing to be able to model and teach. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think in terms of vulnerability, it's good to also be like, you know, why I, you know, it's like Jonathan was saying, like, why why did I snap or why did I rant or why did I take that and put it way out of proportion and kind of burn everything else to the ground? Well, it's because, it's because of these factors and just tell kids. Like, I think often we have these great plans and ideas and things and you think they have no idea. They have no idea if you don't tell them what the plan is or what the schedule is or what you're doing next or where you're going. And I, like I often thought when, when very, very little babies must just be so confused to go to sleep in one place and then just wake up in another. Like, that would just be so distressing as an adult. Uh, but like, just, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? <laughs> like you just forget, it's so obvious. Just tell them what the heck is going on. It helps a lot. So yeah. That's my answer. Back to you, Henry, in the studio. So I'd like to ask Henry if his main technique was to deflect or go. Yeah. Deflection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased I get to answer this and Michelle's out the back, so there's nobody <laughs> to verify the accuracy of my answers uh, and that sort of thing. I feel like this is a few good men, like, I'll answer the question is what I want to say. That sort of stuff. Um, so, actually, it's a good point you raise about your own dad, right? Yeah, because, you know, my dad's awesome, but, you know, he grew up grew up in the war and he's, you know, British stiff upper lip. And um, there's something to be said for that a little bit, but actually the expectations, quite rightly, of fathers have changed and generally those kind of relationships certainly, you know, have changed a lot, which is cool and we're all learning how to do that. Um, Michelle worries, this is going to come out wrong, Michelle worries that I'm, turning into my father, and we always do that. That's going to happen a little bit. So it's a matter of accepting that there's a bit of that, but how do you change that to you know, take the good bits and improve the other bits, as you said. So um, so I try um, to uh, recognise my mistakes. Actually, I did, Sophie's at home, I did this um, actually in the last week where um, I got cross for a particular reason. And, you know, as you, you're being able to accept that and understand that and... Um, take ownership of that and apologize is, is awesome. Michelle and I are listening a bit to a, a podcast called Intentional Parenting, I think is, is what it's called. And um, and that's awesome. They talk a lot about that, about when you stuff up as parents, <laughs> which we do on occasion, you know, actually talking that through with your, your kids particularly and so that they can <laughs> learn from you how to make mistakes and how to step up and that sort of thing. So we have a bit of a phrase in our family that if you're not falling over, you're not trying hard enough, which suggests... <laughs> that you're going to stuff up sometimes and owning... It's slightly easier to do when you're, you know, when you're literally on your bike and you fall over on your bike, but it's the same concept, you know, in life and that sort of thing. So so it's definitely a journey because you don't get it uh, right all the time, but talking about it um, as a family... Another thing we've we've done on occasion at dinner time is have a... I think, when have you been brave? When have you been kind? And what have you failed at today sort of thing or in the last couple of days, you know, an example of that. And actually, to come back to you, do I deflect... If you ask my kids, I'd often get them to answer first, and I, as I've done on this panel, actually, yeah. So maybe you've call, called me out there a little bit. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that have I answered the question? Yeah.
Yeah, very good. It is an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting one that I often find where you like you you uh, yelling, literally yelling, stop yelling. <laughs> you like we know right yeah. where you're like manage your emotions. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> This is going to sound like terrible parenting, but sometimes we imagine if you can video your kids when they get grumpy. Imagine if that came back to you. How scary would that be? If I was a kid, I don't. I hope you're not listening, kids. But get your cameras out. Video your parents when they're going nuts. That is serious blackmail stuff, there, eh? Whoa. It's never good, even in the background. And you see, it, like, it's just, they take videos all the time. You see yourself in the background, like, why am I frowning? <laughs> Yeah, excellent answers, gents. Give them a hand. Give them a chocolate. Thank you. You can keep it or you can leave it here. Chocolate, chocolate. Thank you. Kindly. Great answers. All right, next card. Oh, it's a joker. Joker number two. Who has the joker? Natalia. What's your question? Are you, are you good cop or bad cop and why? Mm, okay. All right. Hold that in your minds because I forgot to call the next panel. So, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> uh, okay. I will answer the question, but I will call some friends up. Uh, kings. Three kings. We three kings, please. Here we go. Give them a hand. Come on up. Thanks, Stu. Welcome. We three kings. Wow, we three poms, yeah. Wow. Uh, the question was, are you or have you been good cop or bad cop and why? This is the joker question. It's not the serious question. You don't have to have a long, serious, intense answer. I'm sure I've been both at different times. Um, in the context of family, my, my baby is 28, and I'm starting to forget when I was... I just have a rosy memory of it all. Um, <laughs> but um, as a grandparent, because I've, I've been a grandparent for five years as of yesterday, which is quite exciting, uh, um, the, um, there's certainly some times when you think, if I was the parent, I would do this, and then the good cop just buttons it, just keep it strong. Yeah. So that's not directly answer your question, but as to avoid being a cop at all, but just let, let nature take its course. <laughs> <laughs> One word, Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> I can only be the good cop with Lynn in the house. <laughs> she just didn't take anything. She is a. Yeah, you know, I mean, got kids trying to be. Oh, honestly, like, you know, kids trying to feign sickness to a, a nurse. Yeah, no, never going to work. Yeah, <laughs> Philip is like, oh, Dad, I don't feel so. Oh, you can have the daft, Lynn. I see kids, you know, sick. So it's kind of like... Yeah. No, I've got to be very careful I'll answer that one because my wife's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the middle ground both because it depends on the circumstance and the event. So I will, I will play the middle ground on that one. Okay. Yeah. Is that true? Is that true? Actually, she, said, she, she, told, she, told, she, told me, she told me I wanted to come up and say bad cop, say bad cop. It's like, no, I'm not going to say bad cop. <laughs> Only, 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 only bad cop would say to someone to be bad, wouldn't they? So there we go. <laughs> Wendy's cooking and someone comes in the kitchen, he's bad cop. 
actually, should we swap panel? <laughs> do, you, do you want, you, you can take the place if you want. Okay. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Would you, do you agree with that, Matt? Is that all track? Yeah, okay. Uh, good cop, bad cop. I think Rachel and I are a bit of both. I think there's like a 50-50 split situation here. I think it's, <laughs> you read the other parent and you do the opposite. Right? I'm bad cop. I'm going to be good cop. It's fun, Dad. Come over here, babies. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, it is interesting. We do change hats. We do change our uh, good cop, bad cop hats. Right. The king question for the three kings. Uh, how has your relationship with God shaped your parenting? Yeah, silence is golden because it's like, okay, where'd you go with this one? Um, a couple of things spring to mind, and that's actually, I've been a Christian the whole time, I've been a parent, so trying to link the two was actually quite interesting in itself. But um, you touched on be real, because that's really, really important. Um, don't try too hard, because sometimes we all try too hard to do things, and sometimes it falls over, and sometimes it works really well. Um, trust God with your kids. And things usually work out all right. I think we've done okay over there, but hey, it depends. But it doesn't all, you know, trust God, because no matter what the circumstance, God's there with them. So that's what I would, that's the, my three I would say. Um, I guess I'm slightly different um, because my kids were born before I became Christian. So I think, um, how long, a bit 12 years now in Olivia. Um, is 19, so yeah, for the first seven years of Olivia's life, all the first four years of Philippa's life, I wasn't a Christian. Um, and when I looked at the question, um, I kind of, I kind of heart back to my very first memory of, of like my dad, um, well, one, one of the ones that you can remember, um, and it's when he was teaching me to ride a bike. Um, I was basically, you know, kind of he was pushing me. And then, and then basically you ride in your bike and all of a sudden you're riding there and then you look around and he's like a few hundred metres yeah. down there you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to crash. But I kind of, um, kind of with, with that, I kind of got the um, thing is basically my dad kind of you know, knew what I could do it, so he kind of let me go and didn't matter that I kind of, you know, crashed at the end there. He, he, got, he believed in me and, you know, gave me the confidence because he knew I could do it. And I guess kind of that's what... Um, and I get, you know, having having the Lord in, in my life as well since then is that basically he takes some of that burden away from me, if you know what I mean, about, you know, kind of the worrying too much, because if you know me, I'm, being, you know, big worry what. Um, so he takes some of that, you know, worry and, you know, he gives me that belief that I can, you know, my kids can do anything. Um, yeah, and I guess, I guess that's kind of how I've felt there because the first, you know, um, few years it was a bit of a haze, if you know what I mean. So, and I was very, very not sure, very immature as a parent. So I guess kind of getting that maturity, um, you know, since I've known Lord has probably been pretty huge and significant into where my girls are turning out. So, thank you. Um, I think when I think about this, I think my first impression is kind of a sad one that my dad was quite remote. He was very busy, um, and he it was old school, and he had the unfortunate experience that his father went off to the war right when it started. Like the war started. 83 days ago, yesterday, in Britain. And, yeah, and, 
and he was in the reserve of some kind. So most, most people wouldn't, the war didn't start till 1940. His started in September 1939, and he was basically gone for six years. And my mother, my grandmother, had a baby of two weeks old, my uncle. And so, so she, was, she was destitute. She basically had to move back to the family home and, and went through a lot of trauma. My dad was close to my, my dad was close to my grandfather, and, um, and so he missed him. So, you know, he was a young boy, he would be six, and he went away and he came back, he was 13. Mm. And um, I don't think, I think there's a psychological shadow from that, and it's about emotional remoteness. My dad's ability to express positive emotions were, were very, like, very few and far between that I remember. Um, like, I was a cross-country runner, and he was a runner, and I ran for years. He only saw me run once mm. in the seven years I ran competitively. And it was the day my shoes fell off. Mm. Oh. I couldn't finish the race. It wasn't his fault, yeah. but, you know, but, and so it kind of, so when it comes to God, when I came to, to faith as a student um, at the same college my father had gone to, but it's interesting enough, um, and I was actually taught by one of the same lectures, but that's another story. Um, when I came to faith, I, I suddenly realized that there's a nearness in my heavenly father, which I'd not experienced. So in a sense, a lot of closeness of a father is more out of the Bible than it was out of reality. That doesn't mean my dad wasn't kind or he wasn't, um, he didn't care. He just didn't have the emotional vocabulary to express that in the way that I've tried to do. So, like Henry said earlier, things have changed. There's definitely a, a, there's been a lot of change in the culture of fatherhood. So, my long answer is that I've learned more about closeness um, as a as a father from the Bible, but still, the tendency is to re- withdraw, to go back to type, and to be when you're uncertain, you just keep stum and don't be vulnerable. So. Uh, that's been the lesson of my 40 years of working with Jesus is to be open, be vulnerable. And the words that Jesus said, you know, reality will set you free. Mm. So it's better to be real than anything. Mm. Yeah, great answers. <laughs> great answers. Really good answers. Thank you. And I love that that point about trusting God. I mean, it's kind of that thing where you put your money where your mouth is, isn't it? It's like, do you or do you actually trust God with your children and do the groundwork, and then you kind of have to just let him do what he needs to do. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, students. Have a chocolate. Happy Father's Day. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you can chuck, chuck the card back in there if you like. They, uh, they're, not, they're not, those cards uh, were glue-sticked meticulously by Jasper and Rem yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, the whole family. And this was all actually Rachel's idea. <laughs> so credit where it's at. Not entirely. It was a team effort. But I was saying to her, how am I going to... She was like, here we go. Yeah, great, right? Good idea. Uh, the last card. Last card is... Jacks. Three jacks, please. Jacks of all trades. Here they come. It's Nick, it's Sam, and it's Matt. Give them a hand. Welcome, Ida Mai. Thank you. There, there, there are some. Look, it's all in the cards. Just uh, The last card. What is a nugget of wisdom or scripture? Could be a story, could be anything. Don't uh, go wide. That sustains and encourages you as a dad. 
notes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, go, he's good to go. He's good to go. He's good to go. I, yeah. prepared, I prepared earlier. Yeah, right. I got prepared something earlier. I appreciate it. Uh, mine is um, Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, the, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in the court. Mm. That's my encouragement. Mm. That's good. Mm. Thank you. Give me a hand for that one. <laughs> he thought he was prepared, but he wasn't prepared. The follow-up, the sucker punch. No, it's, um, no, um, um, it's true. I, I don't know. Um, you, I, I find with my lads, um, yeah, the more and more that they are, I just see that in them and um, being bud, buddies kind of with them or the, with, with their children. And they just sort of seeing them as such a blessing from, from God. Um, you, go through, you do go through hard times and whatnot, but... Um, yeah, just the enjoying when they say, like this morning when um, Tommy draws a picture of a tree and us and, you know, saying we love each other and it's just like it is, they're just such a blessing and going going through life together with them is, um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I guess that's it, yeah. Right. I, I come to Christ quite late in my life and uh, Nick was already 15. <laughs> and and so, so how Bible verse uh, affect me uh, of bringing out a children is uh, uh, there's not much involvement because it's already teenage. And there's one that I uh, come uh, a lot in mind is Ephesians 1. That God, God has blessed me with all spiritual blessing. Uh, I hold on to that because all is a lot. I mean, for God, all is, is everything. So, so my trust is that uh, He blessed me because of, uh, you know, because of His all blessing. Nicholas will, will receive the, the all as well. So that's what I'm holding on to. Yeah, all spiritual blessing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually want to respond to some of the other questions. Natalia's good cop and bad cop and I'm the accomplice. That's, that's what she said. That was her comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the accessory to crime. Um, <laughs> And I really admire Henry and Michelle for their intentional parenting podcast because ours is more unintentional, right? <laughs> just, just watch, look at the kids. The kids are all like, yes, yes. Do you guys have intention and intention? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the, I think the thing that for me um, in Philippians, you know, when we can... Um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Get my Bible. Um, in Philippians 4, uh, when Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, I think I had my 
relationship with my dad, he's is, is good, but he was quite remote as well. And when I was confronted with uh, being a parent, it really, I really struggled with it, with that, in in the the idea that I could be a a good father. And uh, um, I think that really early on, I that my prayer has always been that just God, can you whatever I'm getting wrong, can you get right? Because I knew I would, right? I'm not perfect. I'm um, far from it. And that, in a sense, that he would fill the gaps and 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 kind of, yeah, be that. Um, and that's given me a lot of peace, actually. And so for me, that, that, that prayer, I'm just going, oh, Lord, I have no idea what to do. Um, quietly praying desperate prayers in a moment, before I say something, or sometimes after I've said something, and asking for, for forgiveness, and then having to go and ask for forgiveness. Um, but the other thing that, that you know, what is a nugget of wisdom? Um, when Natalia was pregnant with Zoe, I don't know if he remembers saying this, but Graham said to me when I was talking about um, being a dad, he goes, "Matt, remember you, your job is to raise parents, uh, raise uh, adults, not children." And it's always stuck with me because the end goal of parenting is to have, um, you know, adults, right? People who are going to function well in society and love God and and that's the aim. It, clearly you can't treat a two-year-old like an adult, <laughs> but it's even then the aim is still how, how am I helping them to grow into maturity. Um, and, you know, God's really good at that too, so if I'm not, not getting it right, I'll just go back to this and go, okay, God, please, can you fill that? So, um, yeah. I always, um, I always kind of think, you know, because we have these areas of weakness that we know quite well clearly about ourselves and that, like you're saying, Matt, it's like if whatever I can't, I can't really sort this area in my, it's not my strength area, it's not my wheelhouse, this is a weakness area, God, can you, and then back to, you know, trusting God with your kids. And I just always, you get to that point where you're like, actually, uh at the end of the day, no one can actually do this job for these kids better than me, you know? And so there's a point where you're like, yep, I am going to make it, make big mistakes. Like Henry was saying, the failing, I really like that idea, but actually, like, talk about your failings, uh, bring them up, just like you talk about. Because we do, like, highlights of the day and lowlights and stuff like that. But actually, being really honest about failing, being that it's not, it's not, Necessary failure isn't failure unless you don't learn anything, you know. Be talk about it, bring it up, discuss it, be honest about it, it because the opportunity is there for you to grow into that and be, get better at that. But also, it's really good for kids to have the opportunity to see that in you and to forgive you, whether it's as a child or whether as an adult. I mean, we all have that moment in our lives where we look at our parents in. In, uh, in context as adults and you go, actually, I was so, that hurt a lot or that damaged me a lot or I wish they'd been more like or I wish they hadn't been so. But then you go, but they were my parents and I forgive them. And everybody gets that opportunity. And it's important to, to like legitimise that as part of growing up. It's like that's the stage. It, it's not a failure. It's not a failure unless, you know, 
you haven't been honest about it, unless you haven't owned it, unless you haven't apologised for it. And I think that's some, that's some really good kind of threads to tie together about failure, vulnerability, honesty, that it's actually great to give kids the chance to forgive, to teach them how to forgive, just as it is important for us to be really good at apologising. Um, but then at the end of the day, no one else can do it better than you can for your own kids. No one in the world, not a single person. So maybe you aren't very good. <laughs> you know, maybe you aren't. Maybe there are areas that you're not. But God is. And actually, no one who is better can do a better job than you anyway. Awesome. Any final thoughts, gents? Great. Awesome. Thank you. Let's give them a hand. Chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate. Thank you kindly. Now, Henry, I was sorry to ruin your Father's Day, but the options were just make three dudes sit here for like the whole time or just get everyone to answer a single little slice. So thank you, everybody. Let's give them all uh, a round of applause. And let's just, let's just pray before I hand back over to James. Father God, we just thank you so much for all of the dads and dudes Father, in, uh, in our whānau this morning, Lord God, not just dads, but people who have dads, men who have dads, uh, men who don't, men who are, men who aren't, men who are dads, men who aren't, but Father, that you are our Father. Father, we just thank you for the amazing uh, role models of fatherhood that we have in our whānau here at CV, Lord God, and in our lives as, uh, as families. Uh, we just pray right now, Lord God, that as we as we spend this time to celebrate, Lord God, fathers, dads, parents, sonship, fathers, fatherhood, all of that stuff, Lord God, that you would really show us, Father, that you trust us with your kids. You trust us with your kids. You gave them to us. You gave us them to, to treasure, to grow into adults, Lord God. With all of our failings and all of our vulnerabilities, Lord God, you trust us. And so we just ask, Lord God, as we kind of mark the year of fatherhood with Father's Day, Lord God, that we would be encouraged, Lord God, to trust you, Father, that you have got our backs, that you have got our kids in your hands, and that you are the ultimate dad. So as we listen to you, as we trust you, as we learn how uh, you, Father, Lord God, that you'd make us better dads and better sons and better men. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are mine.